and welcome to the Business and Pleasure podcast, the show that discusses what it's really like to be a digital nomad. We talk about the ups and the downs, the lessons learned, and the big discussion about whether you can really have it all. Today we have Simon Daly on the show. Simon is a designer and UI developer who has recently launched Hacker Cabin, a community for remote workers and digital nomads. Welcome, Simon. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Lydia. Nice to be here. Amazing. So can you tell us a bit more about what you do? Sure, yeah. I'm based in the UK, near the Lake District. For the last 15 plus years, I've been a developer. And for the last at least a decade now, I've been working remotely. In 2017, I started working for a fairly well-known company in London. Even though it was mostly remote, it was still nine till five, Monday till Friday. And there were meetings, lots of meetings and they were quite soul destroying and we never seemed to resolve anything on those meetings. It just seemed like meetings for the sake of meetings. So I worked really hard on that project. And after about a year and a half, I just knew I'd come to the end of the road with it. So early 2019, I just left there and I had no backup plan, uh, no safety net, exactly what you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> since then I've managed to work on some really interesting things. Uh, I've been very fortunate actually. And could you tell us a bit about Hacker Cabin? So I started it basically because I could. I launched <laughs> it on the 23rd of March, 2023. Mm-hmm. I just read a report in Trends VC and I had a gap of a, about two weeks to make something. I'm already building a few different SaaS products. I've got things going on there. So I, I didn't want to just create something else like that. I made this, I think it went from concept to completion in about seven days. I'd set myself the goal to get more active and to get outdoors more. And some of my mm-hmm. favorite building public tweets are people just sharing like where they're working from. I saw yours and a few others and I've bookmarked loads of them. I think subconsciously this might have been part of the catalyst for me to put this together. I felt like I wanted to connect with other people that are in similar mm-hmm. positions, not identical, but and also from different parts of the world. Yeah, that's great. It's so nice having all these sort of different communities and places to go where people are going through the same thing, the same ups and downs. You know, you can talk to them and, you know, share the problems. It's it's brilliant. So you mentioned you are a remote worker, but Hacker Cabin is mainly targeted towards sort of the digital nomad life as, as well as remote workers. Everything that fits under that umbrella what was it about the digital nomad lifestyle that really caught your attention? What's well, not to like? <laughs> just take your example, <laughs> exactly. for example. Just look at, the, look at the places you've been able to go to over the last year. It looks like you've prioritized experiences over possessions. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's just really cool. I mean, yeah, looking at my true. situation, I looked on Wiki, Wikipedia about what a digital nomad is. And it says a digital nomad's someone who can travel freely while working remotely mm-hmm. using technology. I'm not your stereotypical mm. digital nomad, but I'm fortunate to be in that position where I can travel whenever I want and work wherever I want, as long as there's an internet connection. Uh, and I plan to do a bit more of that over the next couple of years. To me, sort of rem- remote working and being a digital nomad is a very, very similar. I don't think there's actually that much of a difference really, because like he said, you being a remote worker, you can work from anywhere as long as there's internet. And that's basically the same as a digital nomad as well. What have you learned so far from creating this community? Yeah, so many things, really. I've learned that 
people enjoy connecting with others and sharing things, provided you can create a welcoming space and mm-hmm. if people relate to what you're doing. I've learned how to send better Twitter DMs by about a million percent. When I yeah. first started, I was a bit too like over enthusiastic and I've learned to tone that down a little bit because I've tried to put myself in other people's shoes how would that come across if they were approaching me like that I've improved my approach there I've learned that people will help you sometimes way more than you expect Mm. and you might be pleasantly surprised and the other thing is that I've learned that just being willing to put myself out there and tell my story that's resonated with people more than trying to be too clever and create a perfect article. Um, I liked what Arvid Carl mentioned on Twitter recently. He said, it's not about showing off, it's about showing up. Mm. And I just like that message. Definitely. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I think when I first started out, I was very much the same as in, oh, I don't want to ask someone. I don't want to put them out in all of this. But people actually really enjoy helping other people. And it's nice and it helps build a relationship, build a community. And more often than not, you ask a question or you ask someone to be on your podcast or anything like that. The majority of the time, people are happy to help and they will say yes. And even if they don't, there's a valid reason for for saying no. And I think that's something that's so nice about the indie hacker, digital nomad, remote worker spaces. People just want to see other people succeed. And that could mean anything. That could mean like in a business sense, that could mean in a like personal growth sense. They just want to help people improve and do well, which is really nice. It makes sense that you wanted to target and focus on this audience. Currently, you class yourself as a remote worker. You're currently based in the UK and you mentioned that you you travel around the UK. Would you ever fully go down the digital nomad route? Would you pack up all your things, put stuff in storage, go wild? Or would you mainly stay in the UK with a, a base? I mean, I'd love to do it, like go in all in, you know, like what you're doing at the moment. Never say never. Never say never, exactly. <laughs> exactly, we'll see. We'll see you in five years and you would have gone around the whole world at that point. <laughs> I, I saw something, um, what was it now? I can't remember. I started watching something. There's one guy that's been doing it for about 50 years. Wow. Um, I only started watching the beginning of it but yesterday. But yeah, it puts us all to shame. He, he must be yeah. like the original digital nomad. He's yeah. literally is, just stopped traveling the world. Can't remember what it's called now. Is he doing it alone? Yeah, wow. 50 years solid. Wow, that's impressive. He's a citizen of the world. That would be amazing. I don't know if I could hack it for 50 years, but maybe never say never. <laughs> exactly. So what is next for Hacker Cabin? So the, the goals are to get roughly 10 members a month and get people interacting with each other. I really want to see a situation where people making connections with each other, not just mm-hmm. me. But I think it's, I want it to grow organically. You can't force relationships. And I just think that that takes time. Uh, as for other projects, to be honest, I've probably got too much on right now. And I'm in a situation where I'm reevaluating what what I want to do. In fact, preparing for this podcast has made me think about things you know there's a certain amount that you need isn't there yeah um I'll, I'll come on to that later a little bit I'm probably trying to do a little bit too much I, mm. I've got quite a few opportunities I've turned one down recently um it's just again like getting that right balance isn't it 
that's where I'm at at the, mo at the moment. Hacker Cabin is, it's not my biggest venture right now. It's a side project. It's a passion project. Yeah. And it's to do with where I'm at in life. I really believe that it's important to not just be about work. And as yeah. a developer, you can, you can get trapped into a certain comfort level of certain things. And I just want to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit, do other Definitely. things, be on podcasts like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think community is very important for that. That is, it's when I started getting involved with community that I felt like I grew. And it's just amazing the opportunities that opened up after I started putting myself out there. I've got a lot of developer friends that sort of stay in their own bubble. And I think that's a shame because I think they're missing out on some opportunities. So Definitely. I tried to be a, a little bit different over the last few years. I think that's a great point. Like when you have that community there, you feel more comfortable to push yourself and push the boundaries and get out of your comfort zone because you know you almost have like a a safety net. You have the people around you to help you when you are facing problems or if you are just struggling with whatever the new thing is that you're trying. It's more of a motivation to try these new things because you don't feel so alone when you are tackling these new challenges. So I think it's really nice that you are creating a space that will motivate people and drive people to do something that they may not have done before being in the community. Putting yourself out there, trying new things, sort of goes hand in hand with being a digital nomad and being a remote worker as well because it's not as known as you know what society says is a normal lifestyle you're going into the unknown as well it's all sort of connected as well it makes sense like with being a digital nomad there's a lot of stuff you, you sort of just do and you figure out how and you go from there and you are pushing yourself out of your comfort zone I mean for you for example in your situation do you feel like there's times where it's been a bit scary and you've had to push yourself a little Yes, I've been very lucky in all of my travel. I've like nothing majorly has gone wrong, touch wood. But there's definitely been times when I've been a bit like, oh God, in a work sense, it's taken me a good while to get used to the ups and downs of having your own business. You can be jam packed for months and then it can be dead quiet. And then you're like, oh God. And that's taken me months to get used to and then from sort of a travel sense when I first arrived in Argentina I didn't know any Spanish and I just come from Asia where depending where you go they speak a like a level of English so you can get by and I arrived here and I was like oh <laughs> I don't know what you're saying and then I quickly realized I needed to sort that out so started a Spanish course which has helped massively but I think it's nice I enjoy being put in uncomfortable positions because you then have to figure it out. You have to come up with a solution and fix it. You always figure it out as well. So it's having that sort of blind faith that you'll you'll come up with something and you'll be in a better position than you were. So yeah, I think I've been very lucky. I haven't had any major, major issues, <laughs> but it's all learning. We'll see. I'm sure something will happen. <laughs> So when you first answered the question, you mentioned you have a lot going on at the moment, which is always good, but sometimes it can feel very overwhelming and it's hard to prioritise. You don't really know where your time should be sat. And then also you have your, yeah. your life as well and your personal, yeah. personal life and finding that balance. When it comes to prioritising in a work sense, how do you prioritise projects 
at the moment? Honestly, it's difficult because some mm. projects, you, they're quite busy and then they'll go quiet and um, you think you're just sort of managing, okay, then that quiet project seems to get really busy all of a sudden. The honest answer is I haven't figured it out <laughs> yet. <Yeah. laughs> um, I just sort of... And and it's not good. And you don't want to cut back too much in case then, you know, the situation in the world isn't great from financial point of view. You know, there's things are going up and up and you don't want yeah. to cut back too much. So it's like a constant juggling. Yeah. Um, I'm in that position right now where I've probably got too much work. So I might need to reevaluate some things. I know a lot of people talk about Notion being like the miracle organizer and perhaps that's true maybe maybe that's the secret I don't know it's notion something that I've, I tried a couple of years ago but I never really explored it fully is it something you used to organize or are you just quite organized in general I've used it a lot with my clients like I I love notion but I think I'm still very like top tier with notion you can go so so deep and you can create all these amazing things but when it comes to me being organized I use my calendar and that is what I go by I love time blocking so I'll literally block out my day with everything that I need to do it's great because if I don't do it I'm like oh god I feel like I've let myself down it's like if you have a to-do list and you're like physically ticking it off which I also love doing it gives me a lot more motivation just seeing it in my calendar seeing the time coming up I'm like okay I need to do that then I can do this so I use I use that mainly for my organizing what I need to do but Notion is amazing <laughs> I would highly recommend you getting back on Notion right right I'll I'll dig into it it's the best it's the best okay amazing well Simon the final and the big question is can you really have it all can you have a balance of business and pleasure yeah why not <laughs> I mean you can but it's not easy like I said earlier I feel there is a lot of pressure on people at the moment. And in yeah. the UK, for example, the cost of living just gone up so much over the last few years. But I think if you can keep your costs low, li mm -hmm. live well within your means, yeah, um, set proper boundaries, remember what really matters in life, yeah, then yeah, I think not only can you do that, you probably should do that. If endlessly chasing uh, higher revenue means that you're losing out on opportunities to get outside or spend time with your family and friends and it's probably time to reevaluate. Time's probably our most valuable resource. I watched an interview with Peter Levels and Sam Parr, the one he did, I think it was a year ago. We all know as indie hackers he's you know one of the front runners, he's making so many interesting things, making a lot of money. But he admitted he only spends about five thousand dollars a month and anything on top of that he just sort of invests or whatever so i think the point is there's a, there's a certain level that everyone needs so i've reached that level so i'm determined to just get out more um have more good experiences and meet more interesting people and i've already done that and i plan to continue doing that that's my goal that's amazing that's great and where's next on your list where are you traveling to next um, not somewhere that exotic. Um, it'll be Scotland, but I'm oh, trying lovely. to find somewhere like as remote as possible. And the plan is to nice. share where I am, and then you know the the typical one with the laptop. Um, I'm the hoping it's somewhere as remote as possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh, lovely. That would be amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I've never actually been to Scotland, so you need to send me all the pictures and inspire me to get up there. All the, all the places you've been and you've not done Scotland. I know, I know. <laughs> My parents used to live there as well and I've never, I've never been, but I've heard great things. So it, it is on the list. I'll get there soon. Yeah. What about you? What's next after Argentina? So I'm here for a week and a half and then I will be in Brazil. I'm not too sure for how long just yet. I'll be in Sao Paulo and then we'll see. <laughs> Um, I like see it. how I get on in Brazil and then after Brazil I'd, I want to go to Colombia but with being a digital nomad you can never plan too far in advance so it will probably right. change <laughs> yeah yeah I'll keep you posted with photos in Happy Cabin okay amazing well thank you so much for joining us Simon it was great to talk to you and thank you everybody for listening we'll see you again soon a big thank you to Hacker Cabin because they are sponsoring the podcast. As Simon mentioned, Hacker Cabin is an amazing community that you don't want to miss out on. It's a community for remote workers, digital nomads and bootstrap founders. So if you fit into one of these categories, you should definitely get involved. Hacker Cabin allows you to share your updates, questions and have some amazing discussions with the rest of the community. Sometimes being a digital nomad can be extremely hard and super lonely speaking from experience. Hacker Cabin really makes me feel like I'm part of something. It's an extremely welcoming community and I love being a part of it. Don't miss out on this amazing group of people. We even have a brilliant membership offer for you with discount code LYDIA10 to get 10% off your Hacker Cabin membership. Thanks so much Hacker Cabin.